millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we're into extra time. My name's Bridget Tunnicliffe. In extra time this week, Netball's ANZ Premiership joins a list of postponed competitions. Two former Silver Ferns talk about the benefits of playing multiple sports. And walking netball, yes, it's a thing, and I gave it a go. New Zealand Netball Players Association Executive Manager Steph Bond says the right decision has been made to postpone the ANZ Premiership for two weeks due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Netball New Zealand made the decision following the government's announcement yesterday regarding indoor mass gatherings. It affects the scheduled games in Round 2 and Round 3 that were due to be played over the next two weekends. I spoke to the Players Association boss, Steph Bond, a short time ago. She told me there was a general consensus among all parties that this was the right move. Absolutely. I think um, there's obviously been some discussions, a lot of discussions over the last few days, but I think uh, the decision you know, from Netball New Zealand that people come first is definitely the right one. Had you received any concerns from players? I think there was definitely, you know, as there is anywhere in the community at that moment, there was a lot of anxiety and, and a nervousness around what would happen if it did continue and what that would look like. So I don't think it's any different to anyone else at this point in time. Even though the games would have been played behind closed doors, with the 100 limit, I guess by the time you had volunteers in there, media, players, physios and all that, you could actually be quite close, you could be exceeding 100 at those games anyway. Exactly. We were kind of there or thereabouts. So to be honest, it was the right call to make to say, you know, we're we're near that limit. So to say that if we were at 98, we were OK, didn't really make uh, much sense, really. The decision of return to play will be reviewed in just over a week. Will you be involved in that? Will you be consulted? Yes. Yep. So we have been um, consulted all week and we've had many calls and discussions. So absolutely, the players... Views and position are definitely taken into account when these decisions are being made. I know it's early days and at this point it's only a two-week postponement. If it goes on for longer, which it could, um, how vulnerable are the players in terms of um, making a living and this could affect their financial situation? I think it's so difficult, isn't it, to say right at the moment. We kind of just have to take each day as it comes and and sort of go through the process. Obviously, you know, they're, they're vulnerable. They're, um, just like anyone else, they're employees and they're getting paid a salary. And, and if that stops at any time, that puts them in a very vulnerable position. So at the moment, it's just about working through each day and taking it um, sort of a step at a time and, and working through the process as we go. That pretty much means netball across the board is just not happening really yeah. for a while. Pretty spooky feeling. I guess um, when we do get it back, um, people will be absolutely chomping at the bit and it'll be like a a celebration, something to look forward to. 
Yeah, I think so, and I think that's the um, you know the benefit sport can kind of play in this environment at the moment. Once we are you know given the all clear to get back on court, and you can see little kids running around on you know court on Saturday morning, it's going to lift everyone's spirits, isn't it? And and just that being together and training and playing together, I think helps from a mental health perspective and well-being. So, you know, the sooner we can get there in a in a safe um, environment, I think the better it will be for everyone. That was Steph Bond of the Netball Players Association. Earlier this week, I spoke to two former Silver Ferns who know firsthand the benefits of playing multiple sports. Sport New Zealand wants a shake-up of youth sport, which turns the focus away from winning at all costs to increased emphasis on fun and development. It believes young people should be encouraged to play multiple sports rather than pressured towards early specialisation. Former Silver Fern Mark Foster played everything she could when she was younger and in 1991 Joan Hodson won a world championship in touch rugby the same year she played in a netball World Cup final. Hodson told me she's all for young people playing lots of different sports. This is um, you know kind of like my baby I love the idea of kids getting to play as much different sports as, as possible and you know that's the under the umbrella of physical education and you know I'm I'm all for getting as much under your belt as possible. Um, the specialisation doesn't need to occur until much later and Wayne Goldsmith is an Australian coach and he's been going around the country and doing uh, lots of talks and he just can't believe that people are still having rep teams for under 16 and under 18 because, you know, the kids' bodies change and what he reckons is that they shouldn't be specialising until they're much older because, you know, just because of the body development and physically. Mm. Um, you know, of course you go, you're going to get parents that really want to push their kids into just concentrating on one sport. I just love the idea that, you know, here in New Zealand, our kids have the opportunity to play as many and different and varied sports as they can. Mm. Marg, what's your position on this? I just get frustrated hearing about the specialisation thing because I, I really don't feel that it's a probably canary. I, I don't know whether we're different or not, but my only thing I feel is that, you know, if you, you know, there's co- competitiveness at a young age, innate, you know, like um, competitiveness versus participation. And, and if we can marry them both mm-hmm. in and, and give them both an opportunity, like, for example, my, you know, my son was two years ago, they, they said no rep team, no reps. Now, it's not me forcing or telling this kid that he wants to be some sort of guru rugby player, mm-hmm. but just at his age in that moment, his little carrot dangled out to be competitive was oh, yeah, I, I want to see if I can, can make a rep team. And that was taken away mm. from it. But there's participation, we get that. In the cross-country, for example, years ago, you used to have the, the competitive ones used to have to run two laps. And, you know, we, everyone knew that that was the competitive ones. Mm. And the ones that wanted to participate or need, had to, they did, the, they did one lap. I'd rather see kids out there participating, whether they're doing one sport or whether they're doing flipping numerous sports, just being active. You know, we know what the benefits are of being in a team and, and being part of um, having showing resilience and, and everything that goes with it. Yes, whilst you're learning a skill, but when the students hit year nine, for example, we talk about this non-specialisation, but what do we do? 
we go, oh, you can only play one sport in the summer or one sport in the winter, or you, can, you can't play ne- um, basketball if you're doing a netball program. Mm. I, I just don't get it. I just think, you know, it's up to each individual and, and you know, like just getting kids involved in sports full stop, whether it's specialised in one sport, then mm. who, who cares? If it, as long as they're in there and they're loving it and enjoying it, then great. And if they're into team sports, fantastic. A couple of years ago, my netball club side found a 16 or 17-year-old from a local high school in Wellington. She was very good at netball and very good at basketball, but in her college basically made her decide whether she wanted to be in the A-team at school of netball or be in the A-team of basketball. I guess their theory was that it was too much on, on one 16-year-old to cope with, I guess, and she had to... The 16-year-old was forced to play with us 20, 30-year-olds in the netball club because she had to choose. Are there policies around that at your high school, Joan? Yeah, it's individual schools actually place on their students um, to choose. They can't play both. And it, it all has to do with, you know, for some reason, why New Zealand sport have put on... They've got this week... And it's winter tournament week, and our girls are not allowed to play in both competitions, even though they could be in the same place in Palmerston North. And so, yeah, this, it's up to individual schools to say whether or not a kid can play both. And at our school, they actually have to choose because of that winter tournament week. Because all of the sports are happening at that same time, right. they can't play in both competitions. So, yeah, they have to choose that right at the start of trials. So, for example, our school has done that already. Our senior A girls from netball are just netballers and when it comes to tournament week we've got two out of that senior A netball team that have chosen to play basketball so they will come out of the netball and play senior A basketball so yeah it's up to the individual schools for me you know I just think about Belinda Colling and Donna Lofhagen and and I thought that that was cool with netball, how they allowed them to, you know, still be able to represent New Zealand in basketball and go to the Olympics, you know. So I was pretty fortunate to coach Belinda at that time. And she, and honestly, she'd just say to me, Marg, um, have we got anything on tomorrow? And I'd go, no, no, what do you mean? She goes, oh, can I go and play basketball? And I went, of course you can. <laughs> like, you mm. know, and the biggest thing was that, you know, we all get, get all mamby-pamby about these, oh, don't get injured. Well, she could have got injured doing anything. Mm. Right, you just, and if she felt she could maintain it, like, look, our sports, we're not flipping running the Ironman. Like, you know, we, we get all soft and, you know, wussy-like. But and, you know, these these athletes think that they can do it. I mean, Joan, you and I know, I mean, you know, both playing, having played touch as well, which was a yeah. social sort of sport. But, yeah. you know, I remember my New Zealand netball coach picking me up from the airport, if you remember this, telling me that I had to choose between. <laughs> and I love touch because of the social element. Like, you yeah. know, like with the guys being there and having a few drinks of orange juice. <laughs> I mean, I love the aspect. And I love just going from one to the other. But, you know. Oh, so you had, you had to choose, Marg. The Silver Ferns coach put the hard word on. 
Yeah, she says you can't be doing, basically. Of course, I've chose netball. Um, but, you know, she's but pretty much t- got picked me up in the car, and that, that was a scary ride from the airport <laughs> to, to the train. I was and really I'm lucky like, oh, with, uh, with Lois so Muir. Who was your coach then, Lee Gibbs? Lynn Parker. Good old Lynn. Right. <laughs> I had Lois Muir, and she was wicked. You know, like I just uh, got into the touch team for the World Champs in 91, and, you know, we were heading to Australia. Anyway, and, uh, yeah, they they figured out that I just had to make these different uh, guidelines and, you know, they worked in together, um, looked at the tournaments that I had on and sorted it out. So Nepal New Zealand, they were, you know, really onto it back then. Mm. Love it. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, and, and definitely the same thing with your schools up there is the same down here in regards to, you know, how they control the netball and the basketball ah, you know, yeah. offerings. And, yeah, you know, yeah. it's sometimes, you know, you have an athlete, a kid, who's only got sport in their life. Mm, <laughs> like, why are you yeah. taking it out and yeah, saying you right. can only play netball? Oh, my gosh. Okay, one kid that could have gone on to America, a ba- basketball scholarship, the kid chose netball, went off the rail because she didn't have the basketball to, to kind of balance her up, like playing a sport every day, so to, so to speak. And now what is she doing? Well, who knows? She probably She's not even playing any. They were the thoughts of former Silver Ferns, Mark Foster and Joan Hodson. Walking netball, yes, it's a thing, and it's allowing people who otherwise wouldn't have the opportunity to play netball on some level. Recently, I decided to give it a go. The Netball Wellington Centre has been offering walking netball for three years now. Sue Giel, General Manager at Netball Wellington, usually umpires the Friday night games. She says they get a whole mix of people. It's um, a family environment where sometimes we get mum, dad and a 13 or 14-year-old. 84-year-olds to 20-year-olds, um, people with needs that aren't, you know, when they're out there in the normal community, they don't actually fit in. We're here, they're just part of us. Just as its name suggests, you can't run. It means that people who have dodgy knees are older or are just maybe lacking confidence can give it a go. Sue explained a few other rules to me. You can't jump. We allow you to hold the ball a little bit longer because, of course, when you're walking, it takes a little bit longer for you to get to that point where the ball can be released. And the centre pass, if the, the, the team that's just scored, the non-scoring team will get the next centre pass, just to keep it a little bit even. Okay. Cool. And how strict are you on the no running thing? Like, if, is it like three strikes and you're out, like with race walking? <laughs> oh, look, honestly, when somebody's new to it, we always explain that to the group and say, hey, we've got some newbies here tonight. And they know when I say that, that I'm going to be a little bit more lenient on them, and I'll try and guide them as I'm umpiring. So yeah, we are pretty lenient because you've got to learn somehow. Tessa Hannon, who has Down syndrome, loves shooting. The 28-year-old says walking netball has given her a chance to get back into the sport she loved playing at school. I used to play netball at my old school, mm-hmm. um, and I played golf and um, and I well, here's, here's a goal, but my mum was my netball coach. I always love netball. I'm into the pulse, silver burns. I'm into magic. Um, I didn't Thompson is 84 and has been playing walking netball for about a year. She took a nearly 60-year break from the sport after marriage and babies came along. I started up what they termed basketball, nine-a-side. Then right. we went to seven-a-side and our rep team took, went back to our clubs and took them to seven-a-side. I got married 
I had five children under seven. <laughs> so that's, that was the end of my basketball. Back in her day, Shirley was a rep player. She remembers being invited back to play in an exhibition match for the Wellington Netball Jubilee celebrations in the 1970s. I had a handkerchief given to me with a smiley face on, so I pinned that to my short, <laughs> my pants underneath, and every time I bent over, with a smiley face. <laughs> Shirley has loved the opportunity to play again, but says even she misses jumping. I was like a bouncing ball with being a Highland dancer. Right. And I found it very hard not being able to jump. Oh, so you actually still like to be able to jump? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. How much have you enjoyed walking netball and returning to the game? I've loved it. I've loved it. Sometimes they're really quite generous. They throw me the ball when they don't have to. Right. Leslie Hazeldean is 68. She played netball for 50 years and when she hung up her netball shoes a decade ago, thought that would be it for good. Leslie started walking netball last term after she heard about it through a friend. It's really nice to come back and although they tell you it's, it's walking netball, it's, it's a good workout, especially if we're a bit short. You can end up with a good sweat after an hour. Right. Yeah. The first week I came, I tell you what, on the hard and you haven't done it for a while, you notice. You're like on right, the hard Your knees felt it. But then I bought some new shoes and, and it's all great now. Having played regular netball for 35 years, I wasn't sure how I'd get along with no running and jumping. Besides, I'm a defender and being able to run and jump for an intercept is pretty important. Don't run, don't run, don't run. Go Shirley! Oh, a bit close, isn't she? <laughs> Shot! Nice test. Oh dear. Our ball. Walking, walking. <laughs> if you need. Yep. Run. Oh no, don't run. Coming. Yep, again. Oh, surely got one in the face. You're coming. Coming, coming, left, 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 left. Oh yeah. We'll let that one go. Square. Yep. Oh, nice one. Can't jump. Marching, marching, marching. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> I am sweating. On your left, left. Oh, you ran. Thank you to Sue Gill and the team at Wellington Netball. That's it for Extra Time. My name's Bridget Tunnicliffe. Thanks for listening. Harira. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.